Hi. Welcome to Alternative Jigsaw. I'm Tony, and I'm here to help work with you on your adventure in alternative education. Here's where we're going to learn more about ourselves, more about our students, and learn how to innovate. This is a platform for you to be asking questions, for us to answer them, and for us to go through and slog as much as we can together and find out just how wonderful our world really can be. This is a podcast about successes. It's a podcast about trials, tribulations, and finding joy at the end of the road. Won't you join me? Here we go. Hi, welcome back. Today on Alternative Jigsaw, we are going to start a new unit. We're going to call this Let's Talk Curriculum. And today we're going to do part one. And we are going to start looking at structure and relevance. As I said, we're going to start. Okay, so let's take a look at what we're up, what we're doing. A lot of us already have so many things on our hands that it's hard to step back and think. But sometimes we have to take a big step back in order to leap forward, right? And we keep hearing that, but it's not always, it's not always seemingly an option. So let's take a look. Because much of what we do in the classroom is huddled around goals and objectives that we seek to teach our young minds. And the subject matter is the substance that makes up the foundation for what we are teaching. Now, the goals and the objectives are much like mapping out your travel plans. You want to be able to catch as much as you can, but you also have only so much time before you need to arrive at your final destination. So, how are you going to achieve all your plans and be sure your students are going to understand, appreciate, enjoy, and utilize each of those special stops on the way? That's what this episode and the ensuing episodes are about, creating and making a curriculum that is worth your time, as well as engaging the students and helping them appreciate, enjoy, understand, and utilize the materials to the best of their abilities. So today we are going to focus on the usefulness and creating context for the students, as well as structuring their successes in order to achieve ongoing positive attitudes and self-esteem in their academic and daily lives. So I want you to think about that. We're doing this for them. It also plays back to us and gives us a broader and wider range of skills and thought. So let's take a look at your curriculum. Now, some of you may have a library full of it, while others may have possibilities in your minds. Many may have a pile that is completely unorganized in any manner, while others may be searching for the first anchor. So let's put all those materials to the side for now as this is much like being told to travel somewhere without any transportation or direction. So let's put a direction on it, and the transportation needs will arrive for us to innovate if we must. Not necessarily today, but in some of the ensuing episodes. Okay? So we all know that not much 
will stand up for long without a solid structure. And nothing is worse than flying a plane while you're not only building it, but designing it as well. And far too often, I've seen such shenanigans that yield little good in the long run. I've seen administrators and teachers alike try to pull this off. Uh, just don't be one of them. And if you are, step back and begin figuring these things out. All right? So the first thing that you need to know, and this should not be difficult, but create your overall goal. Now, what does that mean? What's your overall goal? Your overall goal is what do you want the students to learn? At the end of the year, at the end of the semester, at the end of the quarter, at the end of the grading period, whatever you have, what do you want the students to have firmly planted in their brains, in their minds, in their fingertips? What do you want them to have learned, to have mastered? What do you want them to understand? Now that's different than learning. I can learn a lot of things. That doesn't mean I necessarily understand them and I don't know the relevance to them either. And what do you want the students to walk away with? So do you want them to walk away with an ability to do some kind of transfer? Can they use transfer skills? So if I understand that three times three equals nine, do I also know that the square root of three is, of nine is three? Do I, oh, you know, um, let's take all of these things and figure out how we are going to have the students do this. And how are the students going to demonstrate their learning, understanding, and appreciation? Students always ask, when am I going to need this? When is this ever going to play a part in my life? I used to think the same thing about Algebra 1. And so that's what we're going to use in, in our example. Uh, it's going to skirt around Algebra 1, but I think you'll all get the idea because pretty much it's pretty concrete. So I used to wonder, when am I ever going to use this? Nobody ever told me that I would use it when I'm cooking and I'm changing out a recipe. Nobody told me that I would use it when I'm doing shopping or other activities. I never thought about that. I never, I never connected geometry to doing art projects or building projects or gardening design. So how are we communicating that so students can actually see they can act there's there's more of a connection for them there okay so that way they can appreciate it that way there's an understanding and a relevance and that will give them a purpose for learning so what is your goal let's say it's to teach algebra one well, how's this going to happen? How will you design the portal through which you allow the students to enter? Will it on the first day? The first day that you're going to teach anything. Is that going to be a test? Is that going to be a game? 
Will it be a puzzle? How? Now, so think about your students. And it's not what you want. It's how are you going to engage them? Let's think back to, oh, this is, a, this is evil. Um, let's go to Hansel and Gretel. And they go through the forest and they come upon a clearing and they see a house made of gingerbread. And they are so hungry and they just start gnawing away at that gingerbread house. And the little old lady comes out and says, oh, children, why are you eating my house? And she invites them in. There we go. How are you inviting them in? And I don't want you to think evil because we all know that the witch then wanted the children so that she could eat them. But how will you engage them so that their first, second, third, fourth experiences are not only relevant, but they're also enjoyable and engaging? How are you going to help students understand that Math is not something that they'll be bad at, but something that they just haven't yet understood. And that you are there to help them find their way on that path through the jungle of Algebra 1 and past math. So what are you going to do the first day that might help you engage them, re-engage some of them for the, for the 90th time, but you want to build a system of trust that you are not going to let them falter. How are you going to do that? So if you have reluctant learners, then your approach is going to differ from students who've already demonstrated understanding of the basic concepts. So try this. Take out a piece of paper and create a mind map. Or if you do it on a computer or however you're going to, try a mind map with goal one in the center and you create basic concepts on each spoke. And think of ways to review each one with the class, or even begin teaching them with an introductory activity that will stimulate and ease students into the materials, or review them for those with previous background. So let's say that you're going to do 20 questions. And 20 questions equals x. So you can say that they have 20 chances to figure out what X is because X is the unknown, right? Um, you know, just something simple, something simple. Maybe it's not really congruous with what you're trying to teach, but at least you're getting the concept out there that X equals an unknown. And then... You're going to review these concepts with the students and you're going to play along with them. And you're going to ask them if they can think of anything else. So you have them being active. You have them being engaged. Just make sure that you structure each activity and it has a time limit on it. So there is some eustress, which is good stress, and the students don't find themselves in distress, which is not quite as good, right? So remember that you want, you desire, you need a challenge that they may all be able to surmount with some facility. 
some difficulty, but they can achieve with a satisfaction. So what does that look like? And how will the students know its relevance? When will they be able to use that information skill? Maybe it's a class brainstorm. And is there a skill transference that you might be able to illustrate in an activity? So think about all these things. And will it come to you quickly? Maybe. Maybe for others, you need to talk to people and, and figure that out. Not every teacher is an expert at doing this. So don't feel as though you're behind the eight ball because you can't come up with it. You just haven't found the right portal yet. And you're just not there yet. So just brainstorm, talk to other people, ask them. Pick up a book on universal design for learning. Look up universal design for learning. Type in your, your curriculum. Type in your uh, subject area and type and ask, uh, ask the search engine, what are some activities? What are some beginner activities in this? Maybe you want to start with some lower level elementary activities if you're at the high school level. If you're in an alternative program, you might actually need to do that, but you can change some things around and make it, more importantly, yours. Don't just grab something and say, this looks good enough. Actually write it out and make it relevant for your students because that doesn't always work because you aren't sure of all the ins and outs yet and you don't want to be caught with your... Um, with the toilet paper on your shoe, right? Okay, so remember your job is to help your students learn in the manner by which they can best learn. Some may crawl, some may walk, some roll, some might skip and jump, but all those are your learners. So be sure to brainstorm each and every time especially when you discover the true talents of each student, no matter how latent those talents that these students have may be. Same thing for you. Give yourself permission. Give your students permission. You're there to help them. You're here to help them get to a point where they can demonstrate mastery and success. All right. Now, I realize this sounds like a ginormous task, and it is. And yet, if you think about wanting every one of those minds in your care to develop, learn, listen, and conquer the concepts, materials, and work, perhaps you, yourself, will be developing and learning a new skill set that will help you help them and future students be more successful and dynamic in their academic and daily lives. So, to review, think about your goal. Think about some kind of activity that you can give them that will be fun and engaging, and that can open the door for them to understand that concept. And the next concept, maybe you do something similar to this one, but you add a little something, something, 
And so you're scaffolding so they can see how this relates to the last one. Or maybe you'll just ask them and they can try to figure that out and you can do it together. But sometimes that that line does not blur the way you need it to. So always come up with some activities. Every day, maybe you have some different kind of activity. Maybe it's once or twice a week you throw in an activity that's kind of fun and helps them develop their mastery over that concept. And then you do a review of the previous concepts so that you can build those because the ones that aren't quite so quick, the crawlers and the rollers and the sliders may need to have those because you want everybody in your class to have those aha moments on their time. Granted, not everything is going to come up on our timeline and we do feel fixed with it, but our job, while we may have to follow that timeline, is to ensure that our students do not get lost, that they stay on the path and they know the direction in which they need to go. Sometimes we need to go back and we need to hold their hand and we need to get them going and build up their strength, build up their confidence, build up their skills. Think about that. So, good luck. And I will see you next week when we take on curriculum, but the communication, reasoning, and survival skills for students. And maybe we can work in some attitudes about work and work habits, because it's never too late to start for training students to go to work and to understand some of the concepts behind that. And maybe you can even incorporate some of those healthy working attitudes and habits into your classroom so you can kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. Okay? So thank you very much. I will be sure to put some of these ideas down into the show notes for you. And I do hope to see you again next week. Okay. Goodbye.